Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's December the 2nd, 2022, and I am so excited about this conversation because we are back in our midlife with Mindy and Meg series. And you guys, any day that I get to talk to my friend and sort of awesome regular Mindy Rouse is a very awesome day for me. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Meg. I'm so glad to chat with you. I love it too. It's just a highlight of every month or so, every two months. I just love it. It's always yes. a good conversation and I look forward to it. Even today's topic. I just love yes. it with you. As you may have noticed from the title of this episode, we are going to be diving into something that's very timely for a lot of people right now. And it's Something that's very timely when you are in the midlife season of life, mm -hmm. and that is loss, specifically losing a parent and how to navigate that. It is something that is all too familiar for so many of our awesomes who are listening, but maybe that's not you yet. Maybe you are in midlife and your parents are alive and thriving, but you have dear friends people in your community, co-workers who mm -hmm. have lost parents. So today, Mindy and I are going to really dig into that part of it, especially with the holidays being here now. It is something that is on the forefront of the minds of so many. And Mindy, this actually was on your heart that this is the time that we need to talk about it. Yeah, the holidays can be really hard when you've lost a parent, especially the first year, which is what you're walking, Meg. So I've yes. been thinking about you a lot and just helping us see one another's valleys with love and compassion during the holidays is just really important. It really is. It really is. And again, we're going to approach it with an awesome angle. You know, when Mindy's on the show, it's always a good time, even when the subject matter is a little bit right. heavier. So we're going to just hold hands and we're going to walk through this together with you guys. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sort of Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with and a community that will support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm really happy to tell you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you are enjoying Sorta Awesome, please make sure that you have subscribed to the show wherever you are listening to it, whether it's in a podcast app like Apple Podcasts or maybe on Spotify. If you're enjoying what you're doing, subscribe so you never miss a new episode from us and 
take a minute to pop on over and leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. I know I say it all the time. We really do get new members in our community, find new awesomes that didn't even know they were awesome until they discovered sort of awesome. They come into our community all the time and they find us because those ratings and reviews really do help people find the show. It is a very helpful thing that you can do for Sorta Awesome, and it's totally free to you. So we would love for you to do that as we close out 2022. So Mindy, we do have your stuff to get into some very real talk. I told Mindy as we were preparing for the show, okay, I'm just going to keep the Kleenex handy. (laughs) Mindy has hers. I have mine right here. Yes, yes, yes. But before we dig into talking about the things that are really weighing on our hearts right now in this midlife season, In this holiday season, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life a little bit more awesome right now, whether it's a book or TV show, movie, podcast, a product, something that's bringing a little extra gold sparkle to our days. Mindy, what do you have for us this week? Okay, well, it's going to sound like a downer of a product. Oh, no. But I'm just saying... (laughs) The reason I'm bringing is because it really has been the awesome of the week, the last two weeks for me. And I really think this product can be a game changer for a lot of us. So my awesome of the week is a pediatric pulse ox. <gasps> okay, yes. So if you do not already own a pulse ox seminar for your medicine cabinet, your first aid kit, just your general health care for your family, yep. this is your card. Go get it. This is your time. RSV is rampant. Yes. Nico and Jubilee both just battled it. Um, yes. Jubilee had to be put on oxygen. It was just a really long two weeks, but it's everywhere. And you probably are listening to this and you know at least two people whose kids or family, including adults, are battling RSV. Yes. So while babies are especially at risk, the RSV strains right now are just really brutal. Yes. And older kids and even adults and teens are really struggling. We also know that hospitals and ERs are so swamped, swamped. Mm-hmm. Do your research, look it up. It is amazing how few beds there are, especially pediatric ones. There's also data out there about hospitals are closing pediatric units. Wow. It's about business and money. Yeah. And pediatrics always loses money for hospitals. And so mm. they're starting to look at their bottom line and go, you know what? There's another one 10 miles from here. So why don't we close ours? Well, oh no, that's a problem because it means more kids and fewer pediatric ERs and hospitals and PICU. So I am just saying it's cold and flu season, guys. We know the state of the healthcare situation right now. And this product can be the difference between you sleeping well and you not. So it's super affordable, like really affordable on Amazon. We'll have the link to it fantastic pediatric one. But I also recommend just having an adult one yep. because that's something you need to know also. It's easy. They're very, very effective. I have three pulse oximeters. And when I bring mine, when we've gone to the ER, it matches. Okay. So I always test yeah. it. Like, okay, let me see. And it's right on. It's doing the same reading. So this can let you know, Meg, and you and I've talked about this this past week. Yep. If you know your kid's oxygen saturation level, that lets you know when you need to go in and when you don't yet. Yes. So yes. if it's under 90%, that's concerning. Doctors do not want it under 90%. Yeah. It used to be 92. 
I got a message from a pediatrician who says now it's yeah. it's 90. But just keep an eye on it. It's a very easy thing when you're having a respiratory illness to check. Yes. And we both know we've watched our kids be lethargic. Mm-hmm. And we know when it's time to go in. And doctors will want that information. And if you call the pediatrician and you tell them, hey, he's at 80. Six percent. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Oh, okay." Or if you walk in the ER, one time Jubilee was in the seventies. Oh wow! It was very scary. We had yes. to call nine one 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 time. The other time, I had oxygen and I just put her in the car and mm. flew there. But when I walked in and said, "Hey, her oxygen saturation's at seventy eight," that bumps you through triage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, immediately. Yeah. So just have that information. Anyway, I know it sounds like a downer, but it is really, really. A game changer for a parent. Yes. To have that information really quickly and easily. So there you go. The peace of mind that it brings, honestly. Yeah. When I had posted last month that Nico had RSV again, you just texted me. You're like, hey, you got a pulse oximeter? And I was like, no, I've been meaning to get one. I got one that day. And just, yes, Mindy, like you said, it just gives you so much peace of mind to know, like, do we need to go in? What information right. can I provide? Oh my goodness. It is a bit, it definitely has been an awesome for me as right. well. And like I'm how like, many times did yeah, you use it? A lot. Right. Uh-huh. Already. I'm like, how did we never have one before? How? There you go. Meg, what is your awesome of the week then? I hope it's happier. It is. <laughs> okay, good. It is happier. I will say it's a little more lighthearted. In fact, it is a comedy. Oh, good. It is a comedy series, a Netflix original comedy series. And I haven't done a Netflix show in quite a while, but this show has just been comfort food for me lately. You do not have to think very hard about it. Okay. The show is called Blockbuster. I don't know if you've seen it or heard anything about it. It just came out in November on Netflix. And the whole concept of the show is that it takes place in the very last blockbuster <gasps> that exists oh which there, that's hilarious there is in reality one more blockbuster that's in bend oregon no. so there is one that's still thriving up there in bend but the concept of this show on netflix blockbuster is that it takes place in the last blockbuster store first of all the showrunner is a woman named vanessa ramos And I think the show makes a really interesting decision right at the beginning because the irony of a show about the last blockbuster being on Netflix, right? Of course, that Netflix killed Killed. blockbuster, (laughs) right? That's right. And so, in the very first scene, a customer comes in and he admits that he hasn't been in blockbuster lately because he's been doing Netflix like everybody else does. But the recommendation algorithm on Netflix has just been letting him down. So he just wanted a human recommendation, you know, just like oh. person to person recommendation. Like a bookseller. Yes. Before movie yes. Or shows. Yes. I love Yes, exactly. Or like a bookstore before Amazon, you know, like when a real yeah. person would be like, oh, here's what you need. So this is just a really fun comedy show. It stars an actor named Randall Park as Timmy. He's the manager, like all of the storylines kind of revolve around him. You have a whole cast of characters and a whole ensemble cast. You get to know their specific backstories and all of that. If you watched Kim's Convenience, which was originally a Canadian show that was later on Netflix, I think it's kind of a watch alike for Kim's Convenience. The writing is like really profound and really snappy and deals with some really interesting cultural things. Blockbuster is not that. 
Blockbuster, okay. you can just turn your brain off, have some comfort comedy. I think this is a great time of year for this too, because oh, yeah. if you're like wrapping presents or addressing Christmas cards or whatever, and you need something just kind of background noise that you don't have to like really pay attention to, this show is perfect for it. Or if you just oh. want to escape reality for a little bit, also perfect for that. Which is also something we need during the holidays sometimes, yes. right? A little yes. escapism with humor. That's so right. That's great. That's right. So that is Blockbuster over on Netflix. If you have watched it, please let me know what you think. Uh, the critics have not been kind to this show. Again, it's not like cutting edge. Okay, you guys, it is true comfort food. <laughs> so if you watch like it, that. let me know. Let me know what you think. Okay. Well, those are our awesomes of the week. As always, we will leave links in the show notes for you guys to go check those out. And of course, we want to hear what is awesome in your life right now. So come and find us in one of our online communities. You can find us on Facebook in the Sorta Awesome Hangout. Just search Sorta Awesome Hangout on Facebook. We will find you there. Or come over to Instagram. We have been having so much fun in our Instagram community lately. Come and find us at Sorta Awesome Show. We always want to hear what's awesome in your life. And you guys are always showing up with all kinds of great topic ideas and responses to the podcast. And we just have a lot of fun in all of our online communities. So Mindy and I have got a lot of ground to cover. I'm looking forward to it, but also dreading it. <laughs> you know, yeah. So we're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, Awesomes, make it about more than just the holidays this year with the gift of health from Everlywell. Give the gift of nourishing vitamins and supplements and over 30 at-home lab tests like food sensitivity and women's health to help your loved ones get further on their health goals. Everlywell is digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. With over 30 at-home lab tests and high-quality vitamins and supplements, you'll be able to find the perfect test for you or for your loved one. The Women's Health Food Sensitivity and Celiac Disease Screening Tests are only a few of the options they have. Everlywell ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. If you ordered an at-home lab test, the sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to a certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just a few days. And if you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple that over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones to do the same. I took Everly Well's metabolism test, which was so fascinating and so easy to do. So interesting to dig into the results, measuring my cortisol levels, free testosterone, thyroid stimulating hormone. As it turns out, Everlywell also has a perimenopause test that measures hormones commonly impacted by menopause. So you guys, the gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. For listeners of this show, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off of an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash awesome. That's everlywell.com slash awesome for 20% off of your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash awesome. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are back and we are in the midlife with Mindy and Meg series here on Sort of Awesome. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. I almost always do remind you that if this is the very first episode in the midlife with Mindy and Meg series that you are hearing, go back in the feed. You will always be able to see it. It says, let's talk about midlife for every single one of these. And we have so many conversation topics that we have covered. The awesomes are providing so much great feedback on how this has been so helpful for this whole big range of things that is midlife. That Mindy, like I talked about at the top of the show, this is one of the harder parts. There's a lot of hard things, and especially Mm -hmm. as things are happening, changing in our bodies, changing our family dynamics. A lot of that is hard, but this is one of those situations that eventually all of us will be dealing with if we haven't already. Yes, and it's a hard one. Where should we even start with talking about how can we support people in our lives who have lost a parent? Well, I think the first thing is to remember that it is a life-altering event. It is a huge deal to lose a parent, regardless of your status, your relationship status with them, like how close you were, how distant you were. It is a really big deal. And so remembering that losing a parent is going to happen and it's not just a blip. It shifts everything, especially if you're a woman and you lose your mother. That's a huge shift because suddenly you could be the matriarch of the family. Yeah. Like that's what happened to me. I'm the oldest. Yep. Are you the oldest? I am the oldest and I'm going to have to interject really quickly. Yeah, do it. (laughs) As we're recording, it's Thanksgiving week and I am making the turkey. I've never made a turkey Uh before. Okay. I'm hosting everything. And I didn't even know you were going to say this, but I had this moment as I was pulling the turkey out of the bag and getting it prepped Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. I was like, I'm the matriarch now. I didn't ask for it to be here already, but here I am. I'm the (laughs) matriarch of this family. And it's a shock to our psyche in a way, because I lost my mom when I was 37. Okay. And that's really young to lose parents. But like we talked about through all the series, midlife starts when it starts. It's not an age. I used to think midlife meant you're mid through your life. You're almost halfway dead. Yeah. (laughs) And that's not it. It is when you're in the middle of doing life, which means I had children. I was still parenting. Yes. But I was also dealing with a parent with a terminal illness or a terminal diagnosis or a life altering diagnosis. Yeah. That is really when midlife starts Mm -hmm. because you're stuck in the middle and it's really difficult. So when I realized I was the matriarch, I was just so sad. I was like, no, I am too young. I don't want this yet. I want my mom. I just want my mom. Yeah. I want my mom all the time. Yeah. I want her right now. And I want her to fix Thanksgiving. And I just want to bring stuff and be taken care of as her daughter still. Yes. And 
losing that can be one of the biggest losses when you lose a parent. Now, some people still have that with their fathers. I personally don't Mm -hmm. have that kind of relationship. I love my stepfather. He is the jewel of my life. Mm. But he didn't dote on me. Yes. And think of me with little gifts and, you know, all those kinds of things like my mom did. Yeah. My mom definitely did that. And so I don't have that with my in-laws either. Mm. And so that was totally gone. And that felt like it aged me really quickly. Like I was like, wait, what? Yes. Yeah. I am the matriarch and nobody's doting on me like that. I am suddenly in kind of the overseer matriarchal mode. And I wasn't ready for that, Meg. Right. At all. And so if you think about your friends in this journey, look around. No, are they the oldest? Did they lose their mom? Are they the matriarch now? Because there's going to be some shifts there. During the holidays, it's one of the hardest times because we come together with family, typically, right? Mm -hmm. Most people get together with family and the birth order and the roles that have been going on for decades Mm -hmm. mean a lot to us. Like all of us, everyone listening has some kind of designation that they get to bask in. And when that is removed, it's another form of loss for this journey. So think about your friends in that arena for these holidays. But if this is something new, like when you have a friend who loses a parent suddenly, especially, I have a couple of things that unfortunately walking through it have taught me. Okay. So I had never had a friend lose a parent. So I was first. So that sucked. (laughs) Yes. No, I don't want to be first again. You know, I was first with the babies, which was fine because that was fun. But this was not fun. Right. First of all, don't wait to be asked. So what can really happen is you can end up getting texts or emails or cards that say, let me know how I can help. Right. The problem with that is it's just overwhelming. And so if you approach your friend with some options or you say, like, depending on your closeness, like if you're really, really tight, hey, Meg, I'm coming tomorrow and I'm taking you to a bookstore and then we're going to a spa and you're going to sleep or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever I know that really brings you rest. Right. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Instead, do those kinds of things. Text and say, hey. I have Wednesday available. Could I come be with your kids Mm -hmm. so you can go do whatever you want? Or I'll bring a meal also. Yeah. And then say, would you like it frozen or hot? Because they may not have freezer space or whatever. Yeah. You can also say, hey, I have Wednesday free all day. Is there something you would like to do? Yes. And then give them the out. Say, would you like me to just drop off the meal and leave you? I can let you be alone. I can put it by the front door and leave. Yes. I was just too overwhelmed. I didn't want to see a lot of people. And that really freaked people out because I'm a huge extrovert. So they were like, wait, what? The best gift that I got when my mom died is now what I do. So when I know somebody has a loss, I buy paper goods of all disposable kinds. So paper plates, cups, napkins, utensils, all of it. Because people are going to bring meals, which is a big deal, especially in the South. In the South, you're going to have a lot of food. And that's a good thing. They know you don't want to cook. The problem is we also don't want to do dishes. Exactly. Yes. Nobody wants to do the dishes. And if that's typically been what you do, then that just is more friction. Yes. Between family members in your nuclear family. Yes. Taking that literally off the table and into the trash can is 
a huge deal. It might not be very green, but it's for a short period. Yes. And I will tell you, Meg, I cried. A person showed up with a laundry basket full. Yes. Because they also know you have family coming in and your home is the hub. And nobody wants to have to keep up with all those dishes. So think about practical things. Meals are very practical, but so are dishes. So is laundry. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. If you're like, hey, I show up Thursday, put trash bags full of laundry on your porch, and I'm going to take it to the laundromat yep. and bring it back. If you don't want me to fold it, I won't. I'll just put them directly back in. If you don't want me looking at your clothes. I know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. You have to give people a chance to, Yes. for me, like having a little agency in it. Mm -hmm. It's so compassionate and so kind. And some people do have sensitivities around their clothes. And that's fine. Yes. I think to say that is so thoughtful to be like, I can fold it all and it'll be nice and neat. Or I can just toss them back in, whichever you prefer. I'll do either exactly. way. Exactly. I think every time we offer help of some kind, also offering an out of some kind, give them yes. grace. Give them the space to say no. Give them the space to be specific. If they're like, okay, that's so great. Thank you. But could you please use this laundry detergent? Or I don't know. You know what I mean? Yes. Because we don't want to make things to where they're feeling uncomfortable that they don't want to tell you the truth. Right? right. We're not helping if we're putting more burden on them. Mm -hmm. So give them that space. Another thing to think about. And Meg, I think you'll get it. Somebody brought a huge plate of peanut butter and jelly and two boxes of chicken nuggets, frozen yes. chicken nuggets. I literally cried again. Now, I was seven months pregnant. So <laughs> there's a lot of crying anyway. Yes. But yes. just seeing me and knowing that my eldest was 11, then I had nine, seven, you know, mm -hmm. I had a bunch of littles and was pregnant with number six. The fact that they knew and respected that kids aren't always the biggest yes. fans of casseroles. Of 10 days of casseroles. <laughs> exactly. I know it's easier for us. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. Why we make those sometimes. Yeah. Or often, shall I say. But if we stop and go, you know what they would really love is a box of frozen taquitos, some Mexican street corn dip, and yeah. sour cream. I brought that to a friend, and her teenagers were like, oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. It was also something they could fix on their own. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it was yummy. So just kind of think outside the typical box, but really just see your friend, just really see them and think about their lifestyle? Well, I would say too, I don't know if you have this on your list, but as we're talking about the food and the practicality thing, now that delivery services are so popular, yes. like when my mom died, as soon as people started to find out, I started getting notifications from people who were mm -hmm. sending like DoorDash gift cards, Postmates gift yep. cards, which was so great because I could just hand my phone with the app to Mm -hmm. my teenagers or to Kyle. Perfect. And they can just be put in the order and I mm -hmm. don't have to think about it. And, you know, of course, for kids or teens in the house, they yeah. think that's fun or whatever. But right. anything that is practical, it's like one less thing to think about. Yep. Like I wasn't really that interested in eating. I was mm -hmm. just trying to make it through in the shock at the beginning. But my kids were starving, like they were still <laughs> ready to eat all the time. Yes, <laughs> so. yes. yes. Grief is different for each of us, right? Yes. And, and our kids' grief at losing a grandparent, depending on the closeness, is different. Yes. yes. And those kids are going to want to eat. Yes. They just are. And so, like, for me, again, that's seeing your person. 
I can't get DoorDash or any of those things where I live. Right. So yes. When people started saying, can I send you that? I was like, well, please don't. <laughs> please <laughs> spend your money on that. I can't use it. So think about that and maybe a Visa gift card. Yes. Or even a gift card to their favorite grocery store. Right. Because then they can put in a mobile order yep. for that. Those kinds of practical things are sometimes even better than a bunch of food. Yeah. So it's okay, again, to be honest. And of course, this was not a thing back when I lost my mom, because it'll be 15 years in January. But now, don't call. Yeah. Text them. Give them the space to yeah. answer when it's convenient. But again, say, I was thinking about bringing a meal or a gift card to HEB. Which one would you prefer? And then let them say, oh, gosh, you know, HEB would be great. Or even a gas card. Yes. Least gas is still not cheap. And they may be having to run all over the place. So those yes. kinds of things. Somebody brought me a box of Oreos, a big thing of Oreos, because I love Oreos, and a black maternity shirt. Oh, Because, yes. again, I was seven months pregnant. Right. Had I thought of that yet? I had not. Yeah. You know, because I was still freaking out. But a friend just left a bag, and she also left a little butterfly something, which is real symbolic, little special thing for me. Yeah. And she knew that. So she left a black maternity shirt and a box of Oreos and just left. You know, she didn't stay yeah. to try to take some of my time. She just left it on my front porch. And oh, my gosh. So those kinds of things are just, yeah. what? You know, so this is one of the biggest ones. Okay. After the initial shock, and I call it when the dust settles, yes. right? So mm -hmm. after the funeral, after they, let's say, maybe go back to work or their kids start going to school or whatever it is. This is the time to maybe bring a meal. Yes. This is the time to also maybe bring a gift card because there's a flurry of activity mm -hmm. right at the time of the loss and the funeral and those things. But then your friend's journey is not over. So right. while I wish <laughs> that the biblical tradition of wearing sackcloth and ashes and wailing <laughs> <laughs> for 90 days was a thing mm -hmm. because... I think our culture is very uncomfortable with grief. For sure, yes. And doesn't like us to look sad. Right. You know, time to, quote, move on. Yeah. Whatever. This is not a move on journey. This is mm -mm. the rest of their life. Yeah. And the first year is brutal. It's just raw and brutal. Every holiday, every birthday, every anniversary are hard. So what I do now is I put a calendar event mm. on my calendar six weeks out. Okay. I put a note for myself that says, reach out to Alyssa yeah. to take her to dinner. And then I do it for the three-month mark, the six-month mark. And then I make sure I put the anniversary of the date on my calendar Yes, so that I can reach out on that day, whether you know I drop off flowers or I just send a text, whatever it is, because I loved knowing people still realized I was still grieving, yes. you know, that they didn't expect me to move on. Yes. And so I want my friends to know I see you. Mm -hmm. I know Christmas is going to suck. I'm bringing you a peppermint chip shake from Chick-fil-A. Here you go. Yes. Or whatever it is. I love gifts, obviously. <laughs> Little <laughs> things that they know you're thinking of them. Yes. And so I have a friend who lost her husband last January. And so that's something that I've been texting every once in a while. Hey, would you like to go to a movie? Would you like to go to dinner? Whatever. Those little reminders for your friend will help them feel seen. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. You said it so perfectly. After the dust settles is often when the true need for just 
companionship comes in. I remember sometime last spring, first of all, we'd say this often on the show, but grief is exhausting, which oh is gosh. why doing practical things, even if you're like, it was six weeks ago that their dad died or whatever. No, like six weeks is when the true yep. exhaustion and reality is just starting to come through, I think. Mm -hmm. I agree. And so being able to follow up and check in, but grief is also, it is a lot of brain fog. And so I will try to remember things that happened last spring after my mom died. And I'm just like, wait, what month was that? Like, I just thankfully have pictures and, you know, right. things, others like social media posts from that time. I don't remember a lot of it anyway. Yep. That's very normal. Yeah. That's a defense mechanism. Yes. For you, right. Uh -huh. Yes. So last spring sometime, my very dear friend, Grace, who is a superstar awesome, whose mom died in February of 2020, was like, hey, let's go grab coffee. So she just sat and listened to me just like in a completely, not just been there, done that way, which is very right. comforting, but also in a completely non-judgmental way. And we're sitting in this coffee shop down the street from my house and I'm just bawling and, you know, just talking through all of these things that I wasn't prepared for and the family dynamics that were so painful and this and that. And she just listened Perfect. completely without judgment and let me just get into the heart of where I was right in that moment. And I think it does go back to this thing where grief, it makes us uncomfortable because we know we can't fix it for the person that we love. We want to fix right. it. We can't mm -hmm. fix we it. Do. But I do think I have found that the people who have lost parents or have had a significant loss in their life are the ones who are better equipped maybe, or they just right. maybe on an intuitive level understand how yes. much that's needed to just be able to talk and cry without having to feel like you have to console them and try to help them feel better or give them platitudes about how you're going to see them again exactly. someday, you know, that stuff. Right. And that's why we wanted to do this because you could be experiencing soon the first time a friend loses a parent. Yes. And your friend may have nobody else who's done this yet. And so that's why we wanted to do this episode. So you guys can hear from people who have walked it. This is what works. This is how you can love them. Yes. Before you get it yourself. Yes. Right. And yes. so we want to equip you to walk that. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you. Something that people are also really uncomfortable with grief is they don't feel like they can bring up the person. Oh, right. Yeah. And I'm like, please talk. Please do. Mom. Yes. Please. Because. I need to know she's not forgotten exactly. by everyone except me. Do yes. you know what I mean? Oh, or my yes. family. Yeah. I remember Phoebe was getting tubes put in her ears at the hospital and a nurse walked out to the waiting area and said, hi, are you Georgia's daughter? And I was like, yeah. And I started tearing up. She goes, I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, but I said, no, please tell me like whatever you want to say. I want to know. Yes. And she just told me this story about my mom and, how much she admired working with her. My mom was a nurse and I want you to know that I miss her too. And I lost it. And she was like, oh no. And I was like, no, no, these are happy tears. These are really happy because I need to know that I'm not the only one yeah. that loved her and not the only one that misses her. So thank you for taking the time. So talk about your friend's parent. Yeah. Or, or ask them, them questions right. too. Ask them questions yeah. if you didn't know them. But if you did say, oh my gosh, you remember that time when your mom right. or your dad, yes. their heart will grow 10 sizes because yes. it means a lot. So don't be uncomfortable bringing them up. 
And don't be uncomfortable saying, what did your mom do during Thanksgiving for you? Yeah. What kind of things did you do with your mom, Meg? Yeah. Because we want to talk about them and we don't want to feel like we're making you uncomfortable when we do. Yes. So take the initiative for your friend and I promise they'll be grateful. Yes. That's a really big deal to me. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I do think that, again, it goes back to this choice thing. And so you can even give them an out and be like, you know, you may not be up to talking about it today. And if you're not, I right. totally understand. But I would love to hear about what yes. your mom, blah, 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 blah. Or what was your dad's favorite Thanksgiving dish? You know, just something like that. Give them a space to be like, oh, I'd love to talk about it. I just can't today. I'm not having a very good grief day. That's fine yes. too. But you can kind of word it in a way. But I would think a lot of times people really do just want to be asked. We do. and so. Love your friend well and ask about them. Yes. That's really all I have to share. And we'd love to hear more, you know, yeah. ways that friends helped you maybe. Yes. When you lost a parent. But I will tell you, I still have all the cards that people mailed. Yes. That felt really, really extra special. Yes. Because people don't do that anymore. Yeah. And the fact that I knew people took the time to go buy a right. card, write it, fill it out go to the post office versus a text. I just cherish those. I cherish those. And so, yeah. I agree. I got cards from awesomes that I didn't even know had my address. (laughs) Right? There you go. (laughs) Which was so, so kind. I think just any way you can show up, I will never forget the people here in town who were able to come to the evening before my mother's Mm -hmm. funeral, Laura Tremaine and our two closest friends from high school absolutely came into town from the coasts and came into town for the funeral. I will never forget that and the people who were there, but you can't always be there physically. And so the cards, all of those things, just however you can show up is so, so fundamental. And on the other side of that, the friendship aspect too, I think it bears repeating that not only is grief exhausting, it's also can be really overwhelming and so extending grace, if you do send a text, if you do send a party, whatever, oh gosh, and you yes. don't hear back from them, just know that I don't know how it is for everyone, but it's so overwhelming. And I feel like I was just in the weeds for months, honestly. I feel like. I agree. Well, you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be in the weeds for a while. And the weeds are going to crop up at really ridiculously random times. And you're not going to know. And just hear me, Meg your friend saying, that's okay. Yeah. You're going to have some weeds and it's okay to text and say, Hey, some weeds cropped up. I'm not doing well today. <laughs> yes. And I'll know what that means. And your friends will too, you yes. know, because it does matter. Showing up matters. Yes. And giving grace. Those are the two biggest things showing up how you can. If you can go to the funeral, I will tell you, your friend will be knocked over yes. in the very best way to me. Showing up for funerals is even more important than weddings because they're not parties, right? They're not the happy, feel-good thing, right? but your friend is walking a really dark valley. So if you can do that, do it. If you can't, send a card, send even a video yes, so they can see your face. I love you, Meg. I'm thinking about you. I'm so sorry I can't be there. I'm going to be thinking about you all day today. Yes. And all those things. And then, like you said, the last part really is grace. Grace for rudeness, they may be rude. Yeah. They may be blunt. They mm-hmm. may be angry. Grief often comes out as anger. Yes. Give your friend plenty 
and plenty of grace. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much for this conversation, Mindy. It's been really cathartic and very healing to be able to have this space to talk with you. And you guys, we're not done. (laughs) We have even more to cover. And so we're going to get to that, that part of the conversation, what we would like for you to know when it's you who's going through that loss. So we're going to get to that when we come right back. All right, we are back. And again, this is the Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. We're talking about some heavier topics today because it seems like truly the right time of year to talk about it. The holidays can be hard for a lot of reasons for a lot of people, (laughs) but for people who are missing one or maybe both of their parents who have passed away, it's an especially tender time. So Mindy, this has been on our hearts and our minds. We talked about how you can support a friend who is going Mm -hmm. through the loss of a parent. What did you want to share with the awesomes about when it's yourself? Again, say again, how many years ago it has been for you? It'll be 15 in January. 15. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes really quickly. And I know that's cliche and trite and all the things, but we all know life goes quickly. Life is fast. And this season is one that I started at 37 and I was not happy with it. And guess what? That has not changed. I am 52 and I'm still not happy. To be the matriarch. It's one of those things I wish I could have talked to my mom or I should have talked to my mom about. Mom, how did that feel when my grandma died? You know, I'd like to hear how you navigated that because I was young and doing my early mom thing and it didn't cross my mind, right? Because we don't think about us, right? you know, down that road. Yeah. Awesome. When this happens to you, the thing I want you to know most of all is your grief is valid. However, it looks. Do not let somebody put you in a box. Do not let somebody tell you that it needs to be or look a certain way. That is baloney. Yeah. <laughs> put <it> nicely. <laughs> Grief is so much more than our culture realizes. Mm. Again, I wish we could do the sackcloth and ashing and wailing mm-hmm. and hire whalers to be around. There was something to that. It yes. recognized. This huge event that you wanted everyone to know, you're going to wake up and you're going to walk around and be like, how the actual hell is everyone doing normal life? Yeah. Because my life just had a cataclysmic event Yeah. and the sun is still shining and people are shopping and I just want to scream in all of them yes. and say, my mom died. Yes. Yeah. My mom died. You guys need to start wailing <laughs> with me. Yes. So know that it is cataclysmic. Yeah, it really is. And your grief needs to look like it, how it needs to look. Yes. And it's not going to look like your spouses. And it's not going to look like your siblings. And it's not going to look like your best friend's baby. Yeah. And that's okay. Because guess what? You are a unique creation. You had a unique relationship with that parent mm-hmm. that is not the same that your sibling has or had. And so it's going to look different. It's going to look different. It is so overwhelming. We said earlier, it's exhausting. I want you to think if you're a parent, I want you to think about the sleep deprivation season when you have a newborn. It is very, very similar. Grief is that exhausting. Yeah. When your synapses are not firing well. Right. Because your sleep is different or you're not sleeping. Right. You're emotionally and physically white. Did that catch you off guard? 
It really did. It really did. Mm -hmm. I was somewhat prepared for it, having walked through this with Kyle when his dad died okay. very unexpectedly in 2013 before he turned 40. But, you know, Kyle and I are obviously very different people, different personalities, mm -hmm. but I recognized and knew the feeling of just being completely wiped out. Even when you look around at your day and you're like, this shouldn't have been this tiring, but just feeling mm -hmm. so wiped out and just feeling in a lot of ways for me, just feeling so empty. Yes, that's a good description. Especially in those first weeks and months. I know like on a physiological level going through the shock of it all, I will say that the exhaustion of it and the brain fog of it continued on far longer than I would have ever. Agreed. And I think that's not something people talk about. Yeah. It's another reason people bring meals. But again, that's really important after the dust settles because Believe it or not, I used to be really great at making meals and planning. I burned out. That's a whole separate episode. But <laughs> before I was not burned out yet when my mom passed on. And I remember the weirdest thing. I'm going to cry, but it, standing in the pantry and looking and not knowing anything. My mind could not register anything. Yes. The ingredients, what could be a meal, yeah. what should I make? It was actually like surreal standing yes. there and being like, there are packages and they have yep. things in them. They look familiar. And Paul walked in and he said, hey, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, what's for dinner? And I said, I don't know. Yeah. And he goes, okay. I was like, no, I need you to hear me. I can't make decisions. Mm -hmm. I am incapable of making any decisions right now. Yeah. The mental exhaustion carried over to where I couldn't decide where we were going to go eat. So yes, you may need to not ask me, Hey, where would you like to go eat? <laughs> you may need to give me two options and I can pick. I couldn't put a meal together. I couldn't remember yes. tasks, simple tasks. That was really scary, a scary feeling because it did feel empty. Like my brain, yes. and my mind felt empty and I felt full of sadness. Yes. Like, all that was in Mindy at that time was sadness. And I yes. couldn't make a meal. I was like, I need you. And that's when he realized I need to stop asking what's for dinner. I said, yes. <laughs> yes. And he said, okay, do I need to make a plan? I said, please. Yeah. Please make a plan. Yes. Because I couldn't. Decision making oh my was gosh. gone. Well, and I had a similar experience, not of having to make decisions about dinner, but I remember the first time I went to Target after my mom died and it had been like a couple of weeks because I love a Target delivery. I will not <laughs> deny that. But I'd actually gone into the store and I almost had a full on panic attack because uh -huh. even just there's so many decisions. I can't even remember what I was there for. It could have been mm -hmm. something as simple as picking up a couple of bottles of shampoo, but it was so overwhelming. I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was like, I yes. got to get out of here. And Target is usually my happy place. Right. But I can recall it like this, how I was so panicked and I just felt like I couldn't breathe because the lights, the people, the sounds, the decisions, the displays, all of it mm -hmm. was so incredibly overwhelming in that moment. Yes. And it's a scary feeling. It's a weird feeling. Yes. I want you guys to hear that that is normal. So expect it. And then if it doesn't happen, great. But yeah. if you have just lost a parent, after you listen, 
give this episode to your bestie and your partner. Yeah. Because what I want you to do, my biggest tip for you when you lose a parent is to get a doula, basically a grief doula. And I want you to specifically ask a person, whether it's your spouse or your best friend, not your siblings, right? right. Because they're doing they're their doing own this. thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And say, I need you to be my doula. And what that means is I need you to be the bad guy. I need you to tell people Mindy is not up mm. or get together or, hey, you're the one that starts the meal train, maybe, mm-hmm. or you're the one that organizes and plans the things. I've gotten to be a birth doula like six, seven times, and it's amazing. Yeah. And I love that people can delegate, yes. right? A doula in birth is a game changer. Having your lost doula mm. will also take a lot off of you and let somebody else bear that for yes. you. Yes. So, Paul. I remember going to Paul and just saying, I can't do the things right now. Yeah. And I can't talk about with everybody. And so I started a blog. That's when I actually started my blog is because I was like, I can't keep having this conversation. Yes. With so many people. I just can't do it. And they mean well. Yeah. They mean well. Yeah. But it's exhausting to have to do that. So get yourself a doula and be specific. And this may sound really kind of weird, but why not make a list right now of things you think your death doula, your grief doula needs to do? So when this happens to you, if you have a list that says, I need a meal plan, yeah, whatever it is, they can be like, score. And then, of course, you have the right to change that. But when this happens to you, you're going to need an assistant in a way that you haven't before mm-hmm. to sustain yourself because grief is a marathon. It is not a sprint. And the first year, like we said, is really, really hard. Yeah. So as you labor through this, mm-hmm. if you have somebody who is your person, yes, that will be a really big deal. Yeah, definitely. I do think it's good to think ahead if you have that mm-hmm. space to do that. I do too. Mm-hmm. I really do. And to have somebody, because ultimately what a doula does for a woman who's birthing is they're advocating for them. Correct. And so to have somebody in your life, again, not a sibling, not the surviving parent, but somebody in your no. life who can yeah. advocate for you and kind of sort of try to make the path a little bit easier as you're mm-hmm. going forward to be that support system is... What a labor of love that is for someone to yes. do that for you. And what a blessing and what a gift if you have yeah. that in your life. The other big things for me, and I think it's very common. I've talked to a lot of people since losing my mom, is having certain plans ready for certain events. So mm. Mother's Day, my yeah. first Mother's Day without my mom, that was just the worst. Yeah. My birthday, mm-hmm. my parents' anniversary. Yeah. Christmas, all of those things, but specifically the anniversary of the death, Mm. it's way better to make a plan for that day and then change your mind than Mm. find yourself in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. Yeah. It's always good to have a backup. So what I did, and I think you awesomes, when this happens, this will be something you'll end up cherishing. So thinking about that day is something you cherish is mind blowing right now because it's too new for you, Meg, right? Yeah. So what I did is my sister, my dad, and I all went shoe shopping. We made a plan. We're going shoe shopping together, and we're going to go eat 
burgers. Mm-hmm. My mom was like Imelda Marcos. She absolutely loved shoes. <laughs> she was a shoe person. She never met a shoe she didn't like. Yes. I have a really beautiful event just like the week before she died. Papa Lou gave me a bunch of her shoes. Yes. I went in and walked around in them in front of her and I just lost it. I was like, no, I'm too young to wear your shoes. Yeah. And then she was gone a week later. So we did that. And y'all, it made the day so much better that we had a plan. It was very simple. We're going to buy shoes Mm -hmm. and we're going to eat. And we'll probably have margarita. (laughs) Yes. My mom loved margarita. So what I ended up doing every year is I called it, if the shoe fits, buy it event. So I started on the blog and wherever. Okay, guys, you have my blessing. Yes. Here are shoes today and send me a picture. I did giveaways and things like that. Basically, it was just like, hey. If you want an excuse to go buy a pair of shoes, and who doesn't? Right. Right. Yes. I mean, how can you tell your husband, hey, no, but it's the Mindy's mom guy, and she asked. <laughs> I mean, how is that person going to say no to that? <laughs> They're not. Okay. So every January 25th, I buy a pair of shoes, and people buy shoes, and they send me pictures, or they donate to Souls, S-O-L-E-S, for Souls, S-O-U-L-S. In my mom's name or somebody else's name. Yeah. So that's what I do. But I recommend in advance talking to your siblings and your partner, whatever, make a plan. Yeah. Do something that is like a memorial to them, but it's a fun thing. So right. on my mom's birthday, I eat Rubens mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. I eat oatmeal raisin cookies. There are certain things I just do that are fun. So my kids know September 24th, we're having oatmeal raisin cookies. Yes. <laughs> and They may not eat them, but they're going to be in the house. Right. So having a plan for the anniversary and then giving yourself that grace, right? Like January 25th, if I'm like, I'm not up for it, that's Mm -hmm. okay. But always having a plan gives you some parameters to work within. Mm. And if you need to change them, you can change them. Yes. But just know in advance that having a specific plan for that day will really help you. It'll also help the people who love you Mm. know what to do, right? So my friends knew. They were like, oh, and I was like, you know what? If you want to meet me at the rim, you know, we lived in Texas. So I went to San Antonio because my little town didn't have a lot of shoes. And so I'm going to be at Red Robin at 5 p.m. I'm going to eat. And then we're going shoe shopping. I had friends that would be like, I'm there. Yeah. And how fun is that? And then this ties into the earlier chat. They would ask about my mom. Yes. So I got to talk about my mom, buy shoes, and just really celebrate her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Thank you for that advice. I obviously haven't come up to the first anniversary yet. I'm just, you know, trying to <laughs> navigate each major milestone as they come. I never would have thought that far ahead. But now mm-hmm. I'm already thinking like, okay, I've got some ideas. I know some things. Good. And I love that you said too, like, hold the plan loosely. It may be that when that day comes around, you absolutely are not going to be up for being around people or talking or anything. That's okay too. But to think ahead and to think about what would be special and meaningful is really great. I like that. Yeah. And that could be where your doula steps in too. You're like, you text your doula and you're like, actually, I need to stay home in my bed and cry. Yes. And watch West Wing. And they'll be like, okay, (laughs) I'll rearrange. That's fine. You know? Yeah. So I have a few more things for you guys. This is hard, but because of this episode, you can maybe alleviate some things that I have walked that I wish I weren't 
walking. Yeah. You're going to have regrets. You're going to have regrets with your relationship. Mm. And honestly, I think that's just life. Life is hard. Parenting is hard. Your parents parenting you was hard. There's baggage. There's stuff. You're going to have regrets. So what I did every once in a while is I just wrote a letter to Mm. her. I wrote a letter that apologized for some things that I never apologized to her for that, you know, 15 years later, I still struggle with, right? Sure. That I wish I had told her, you know, I wish I had said, you were a really good mom. Yeah. You battled a lot because losing her as young as I did, I wasn't in midlife yet. I didn't fully grasp how hard it is to parent adult children. Yeah. I was doing my thing, right? I wasn't trying to be selfish, but I kind of was in some ways. I didn't see her in the ways that I sure wish she knew I saw her. Yeah. And so, first of all, if you haven't lost your parent yet, think about those things. Think about some things you maybe need to say Mm -hmm. to your parent that you've meant to say, but you've just gotten busy. Or maybe there's some apologies that you're just avoiding. Sure, yes. I wish I had told her that I'm so sorry I judged her for her parenting Mm. for so long Mm -hmm. and that I just knew I was doing it better and (laughs) that I was harsh with her, even when it didn't maybe seem like it. I think she knew Mm. that there was some judgment there. And I say that because now I'm on the other side of it. Yeah. And... (laughs) It's pretty obvious. <laughs> and she handled that with such grace for me. Yeah. That it almost makes it worse. Right? I'm like, damn it. Yes. You were so great about that. And so you're going to have regrets, guys. And that's just life. Write a letter to your parent. Say the things you didn't get to say and trust that you have to let those go. Yeah. When they crop up and they will. Grief is the stupidest meanest monster (laughs) and it is going to happen at really unexpected times you're gonna find yourself in the weeds like mike said and they're not gonna be like your chin here that you see growing slowly no (laughs) no no it's gonna be like the chin here that suddenly is like a centimeter long (laughs) overnight and you're gonna be like what the actual hell (laughs) the unexpected grief is to be expected and give yourself grace for that and when you have those times write the letter Yes, that's such good advice. Call your doula or your partner and say, I'm having a really hard day today. I'm especially missing my mom. Can we go out and just talk? And Paul was always like, yeah, but y'all, he never saw it coming, the poor guy. He was like, what's happening? All of a sudden you're crying. And I was like, well, I was driving home and I saw my mom in a car next to me drive by. And I was like, oh, mom. And then it hit me. That is definitely not my mom. Yeah. And I just started bawling. And he's like, uh, you know, he was, I know. He was like a deer in the headlights. He's like, okay, all I need you to do is let me talk and cry. He's like, that I can do. Yes. That I can do. I cannot fix it, but I can let you grieve. I was like, that's just what I need. I need someone to let me grieve. Yes. This probably won't shock you, man. But I have a book that is a really hard read, but it is one of the best expressions of grief in a fiction story okay that i've seen and i've had some book chats some zooms with many people about this book and i've got messages and they agree that this book really shows how people grieve differently okay and it's hamnet by maggie o'farrell okay and it's different in the sense it's the loss of a child so it's much 
harder in that realm if you're a parent. So I'm not saying to pick it up lightly. Yeah. But each of the characters, and this is not a spoiler, it's on, she talks about it everywhere. Yeah. This is about Shakespeare's son dying at age of 11. So you know going in. But so I was completely blown away by how each of the parents, the sisters and the grandmother, all grieved differently. And Maggie captures each of them. Mm. The amazing part to me was she also captured one of the characters judging the others for not grieving. They were grieving. Right. So I bring this up because when you lose your parent, your siblings are going to do it differently. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be hard. It is. Because you want to be like, you're not doing this right. Right. (laughs) And that is really, really not fair. Yeah. And so reading a story that shows all the different ways and that they each were grieving. Yes. I think can be really helpful. This book can also help you in advance, right? So this is mm. kind of like if you haven't lost a parent yet, yeah. this book shows you all of it. It's a hard read, obviously. I'm not yeah. saying it's not because losing a child is none of us ever want to do. Yeah. Okay. The last thing I have and. I'm very curious to know how you've done with this, Meg. You're going to have to set boundaries, guys, and that's okay. Mm. Now, I'm a two on the Enneagram, so I really suck at boundaries, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I was kind of pushed into it. That brain fog set in. I couldn't make decisions. I was exhausted. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Turns out Mindy, when she's really, really grieving, withdraws. Yes. And Mindy didn't see that coming. Yeah. And so neither did any of Mindy's people because Mindy isn't that's extroverted, capital, bold faced E. Right. And so they thought I was mad at them or they thought they weren't good enough, Mm. kind of close enough. And again, I had to just set those boundaries and basically be like, well, you guys have to deal with that. Like, I don't even have the mental energy. Yes. And it's not my responsibility to walk you through. My grief. Right. Right. Yes. That cannot be a thing. Yes. Have you noticed that you've had to set some boundaries? I do think that I've noticed it, but in kind of sideways ways. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. realize how directly it probably does play into the sort of low level vibration of grief that's Mm -hmm. a constant in my life right now. But I have actually in the past couple of maybe it's been a couple of months now. Started to realize for my own self, just I can't be responsible for managing your emotions because Amen. Barely managing mine. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But I hadn't thought about how my systems over here are requiring so much energy that just it truly it is kind of a gift of grief for me because also Enneagram Nine, not great with the boundaries. (laughs) Uh But it has put me in a position where I'm like, I genuinely do not have the capacity to deal with your emotional responses to Mm -hmm. me and to what I'm going through and to what I'm working through. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it kind of has allowed me to be like, okay, I can create boundaries and no one's going to die. Okay, that's good. Amen. Lesson to learn. And setting those boundaries, again, will equip you for this marathon. Yes. Because if you don't set them in the ways that you need to, and again, everyone's going to be a little different on what they need to be. Yeah. I mean, for me, for example, I stopped telling people, right? I yeah. just didn't answer my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I started the blog and I was like, hey, go read this. Go read the blog. Just <laughs> go, go read, read this. It. I don't want to talk about it. Yes. And 
I let Paul kind of be my doula. You know, she's busy. Can I take a message? Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to go to Bible study. Can I give her a message? Yeah. Or he would call certain people. Hey, Mindy really wants you to, can you come over in the next day or so? That kind of thing. Yeah. But setting boundaries and not feeling bad about those will make this really, really sucky, sucky thing manageable. A little more manageable. It will, you know. So awesome as we see you, Megan, I see you. Yes. You're never, ever old enough to lose your parent. No matter what, I have talked to people in their 70s yeah, who say they still miss their mom, mm-hmm. that it never goes away. And so we're here for you. If you ever, ever need anything to talk about this, of course, message, you know, yeah. if you need more advice, we look forward to the awesomes who chime in on Instagram and yes. Facebook and give other tips and help. This is doable, but it's just going to suck. That there's just no way around. There really is no way around it. And I think the more we can embrace that reality, sometimes it doesn't make it easier, but it helps you to feel like, okay, I am prepared for the fact that this is just going to keep being hard for yep. a while. Awesome. Thanks so much for being part of this conversation. I know it's the holidays and this is not the happiest conversation to have, but one thing that we've always really try to do it sort of awesome is to keep it real no matter what time of year it is. And yes, we do a lot of fun things and have a lot of fun episodes around the holidays. But at the same time, we know people are hurting for a variety of reasons, grief being Mm -hmm. one of them. So thank you for being part of this conversation with Mindy and I today. And like Mindy said, please do pass this on to someone in your life, someone who needs to hear it, whatever their situation is. We would love to have you share it with somebody that you care about. So Mindy, if people do want to find you on social media to talk about grief, loss, or anything else, how to do a Tam Tam Slam. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I just taught another group last weekend. I love it. Where can we find you all around the web? I am on Instagram, pretty active over there at Grateful for Grace. Awesome. Thank you so much. You can find me at Sorta Awesome Meg on social media. You can find Sorta Awesome the show just by searching Sorta Awesome. No matter what platform you're on, we would love to meet you over there. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.